Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, world. Welcome aboard, all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet. We're all one species allegedly reported called Terrans, and we're going to talk about Cosmos Disclosure today, Ascension Center Education, Spiritual Science, Psychic Mediums. What's that all about? We have questions. We share in our fifth dimensional changes while here in the Ascension Age. And I have a universal life coach, universal life master pastor of the entire universal order of our essence uh, and knights of the round table. <laughs> uh, Richard T. Knight, we got all kind of people calling in today to participate, I guess, uh, asking questions. What are we doing here today? So this is the Ascension Church, Ohana, but I advertised it as Cosmos Disclosure. Richard, so this should be interesting. I've got, we will begin disclosure and education, information, involvement, knowledge involves alienology, cosmology, diversity, epistemology, history, philosophy, ufology, world expansion of multiverses, quantum theories of solving problems, which our science can understand and measure. So, Richard T. Knight, do you feel up for the cosmos? Letting people share our reality in this cosmos. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, they're here, so naturally they're already sharing it per se in a way. Um, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we've got people calling in, and folks, this is uh, Cosmos Disclosure for the Higher Realms. In case you're wondering, we're going to talk about the unity and diversity of all universal alliances. And we are now accepting that UFOs are real and that aliens are real and that we are they and maybe the future and the present and the past. So, you know, all of us may be parts of other DNA. And uh, they say that a lot of our junk DNA is just ready to be awakened now that we're in the ascension age. So, uh, Richard, uh, with the people that may not know you, and we, we've got Pastor Gigi Adams Evans of Athens, Georgia, coming in the second hour. And uh, it looks like, uh, oh, did you invite Marcy? Marcy said that you invited her. Cool. I didn't know that. Cool. Hey, Marcy. How you doing? I'm good. I guess the universe is going to have me come on on Sundays. My hours have been cut short, and my car broke down. So it all worked out. So does that I mean you're new supposed friend. to be here what? today? <laughs> I guess so. I hear them singing behind me. <laughs> okay. Well, folks, this is Pastor of Reno, Nevada, believe it or not. Her name is, I'll put Pastor Marcy Cusich. i got to write you in here since you showed up. And that's Reno, Nevada, of all places. And I'll have to call Pastor Ken here 
But uh, while I've got a call, well, wait, let me see if this is him. Hold on. Maybe this is him. Uh, is somebody calling in from Wyoming? This isn't Ken, is it? 307. Hello? Just listening? Okay. Well, they're just listening, but uh, Richard, you and Marcy tell people about the cosmos levels of what you are connected to and what you identify with, because I identify with the universe above Andromeda Galaxy and above Milky Way Galaxy. So I've worked with the Ennead Nine, which is the Council of Nine. I've worked with the Council of Twelve, the Ascended, Ascended Masters, and uh, I go through the Stargate Jesus portal if anybody's wanting to know, but that's mine and Richard's and probably Marcy's. We've got a lot of past lives, soul groups going on here. But we're going to talk about a whole bunch of heavy stuff in the cosmos. So, Richard, while I'm calling Ken, because I told him to call me when he got – he may not be home from shopping. Let's give him a few minutes. Well, Richard, sort of tell people what you identify with. I told you – Folks, I'm a CE5, meaning in the business of uh, aliens and UFOs. But that's him. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, Ken, what world are you in? Okay. Well, I'll I'll uh, merge you. Can you uh, let me tell Ken uh, how to call in, folks? Richard, you take over, and Ken's fixing to call in. I'm going to give him the phone number. If he's not, I'll merge him in on my call, on my phone. So you and Marcy introduce yourselves while I talk to Ken and get him on here. Okay, I'm going to mute me. I'm still here, folks. Just All muting. Right. All right. Well, my name is Richard Knight, and I'm kind of a celestial being, so I've been told. Uh, I re. I refer to cosmology as the celestial going outward and re, uh, residing or emanating within the cosmos and all of the universes and all of the galaxies and all of all of the Indian fields within therein. So basically, I communicate with all kinds of beings from all different kinds of di- dimensions and all kinds of galaxies and all kinds of uh, different universes per se. Uh, I've been around for a very long time. I um, find that, you know, uh, aliens, of course, have always been among us pretty much, um, and they will be for that for that story there. Anyway, um, I have been to the other side and back a couple of times, and uh, so I have seen at least what I perceive to be uh, God or the supreme consciousness per se. And basically, have been have come here basically to help others awaken or ascend, and that's where I'm coming from, Marcy. Hi, my name is Marcy, and I usually am on during the weekdays. I used to work um, 3:30 to 9:30, but now my hours are cut short. Where I work with mentally challenged people, um, I've also written my book. Books. The one is. Uh, the acronym of Theta, T-H-E-T-A, which is Living at Peace Among the Chaos, and it stands for Tarot, Healing, Energy, Tones, which I do binaural tones, which breaks up lower carbon energy to open up 
people's energy to allow more oxygen and raise your frequency and ascension. I have been doing energy readings. I'm clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient. I channel the masters in which they come in through and they do high-frequency toads to break up the, the sound healing, Reiki, which has been around for thousands of years. I also do tones in tarot and channel many, many messages on different people, past, present, future, and help people ascend, which means expand. Ken has just joined us, folks. This is Pastor Ralph Kennedy Johnston, Sr. He will be 78 this year. We're very proud to have him still on the planet. And he is a cosmos jumper in this uh, solar system from uh, this reality, Terrans to Mars. Uh, Dr. Pastor Kennedy, I guess we'll call you Pastor Ken. This is Marcy on here with me, Pastor Marcy and Pastor Hello. Richard. Hi. Well, good evening or afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Yeah, I'm just... Just walked in the door and brought the groceries in, so we're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. At least I hope okay. I am. Well, Pastor Ken, tell people yes, about your history in your uniform at Pensacola, where the Blue Angels are as a Marine, and then how you got to be a civil engineer and uh, wear the astronaut uniform training, uh, the simulation and the uh, – doing things like that so people can get to know you better. Well, you have a couple of, couple of weeks, and I'll go over everything. Oh, mercy. <laughs> now, I, um, <laughs> there you go. No, I was, uh, I was raised in, in uh, well, actually, four-time Houston, San Antonio. My dad was a, a captain of the Army Air Corps during World War II, and then I wound up uh, growing up in a little town called Hart, Texas, H-A-R-T, only 560 people. And then I left there and went off to, uh, well, I lost a brother there. And then uh, the older brother moved out, and that left me there. And it was time for me to move on. So I moved up to Oklahoma, went through the Oklahoma Military Academy, through high school and junior college there, and then on off to Oklahoma City University, got my, my degrees there, and then went off to the Marine Corps. And this, unfortunately, uh, was back in the day. My best friend came in the dorm one night. He says, well, I joined the Marine Corps, and I'm, you know, I'm not brilliant. I said, oh, you can't go without me. <laughs> so I went down the next day and uh, Enlisted. We both wound up being shipped off to Vietnam, and then we they discovered we were the sole survivors of our errors, so they sent us back to the states. Which I can look back now and really appreciate how that that went because I was that's wow that's earthlings humans that do bad things and stuff. So hopefully that. Anyway, um, so I went to work for the, uh, the Grumman Aerospace Corporation and became a, a civilian astronaut because I was a pilot and. Um, Got to do all the testings in the back. I didn't do them all by myself. There were four of us that uh, tested the uh, lunar module and command modules in the big vacuum chambers there at the Johnson Space Center so that uh, we were recognized as the uh, civilian astronauts. It uh, was a lot of work, a lot of fun, and we, we still, well, <laughs> those that are still with us uh, were still good good acquaintances and friends. Meanwhile, um, I guess... We've made contact. We as Earthlings have made contact with extraterrestrials, and the question is, knowing uh, who's who's the good and who's the bad, and are we both? That's kind of the way I look at it, and do the best that I can to to um, 
treat people, no matter what universe they came from, with respect, and, and you'll get respect. That, that's kind of a thumbnail real fast, if, if that'll bring you up to speed where I am now. Oh, I, I guess I ought to say I, I'm uh, just about to tip over to 78 years old, that's all. It's still young, I hope. Okay? Good job. And he has also uh, put in paperwork and had his Mars going to Mars as an older gentleman, but we'll get into that and his memories of past lives and how he's been past life regressed and has another book out there. But his book, Ken's Moon, K-E-N-S-M-O-O-N, is his memoirs and some beautiful pictures at NASA. And he's one of our pastors from Universal Life from years ago in California and has agreed to help us as he and Richard were reminiscing about their days up and down California, which I found interesting with Universal Life because the Hensleys started that, and we're actually prayed over and actually ordained in the Universal Life Church. And then there's another one, too. And uh, we're working here together, and we formed the Ascension Center Church. Uh, It's Ascension Center Education because it was always about the Ascension Age Now, which we're doing, and going to start today talking about how we are universal lifers, and there is no death. So at least not the way we think of it here on the planet and in the cosmos, and we're going to share the seven levels and the seven heavens and how we can all get to know those coming and going. Now, some of you may have seen the grays, and there's some... uh, scuttlebutt out there on the myths and legends and I'm going to tell you a little story that came from a UFO that landed in an Indian reservation long long time ago and uh, and the Indians don't usually tell about the UFOs because they know they're sky brothers but this story got to be very well known on the planet and uh, in this reality with the people we know And especially since we've been talking about extraterrestrials among ourselves, but uh, we've been talking about extraterrestrials ever since we learned to uh, be conscious and to come from other places and other universes and to come into what we know here on this as uh, the cosmos. And here I'm going to bring you through the universes down to this universe if you will and then go if you know about mars uh that's a actually i my universal level existence is working at a very high level with the galaxy federation for this galaxy we call the milky way galaxy and we also work with andromeda galaxy and then even above that and then we have those that protect Now, a lot of people here on the planet can't see these, but uh, we want to start coordinating all our myths and legends and that which hasn't been destroyed by cataclysm, earth, wind, fire, uh, Mother Earth with the plates that go over. But, you know, how the – we'll get into all the things that are a little highbrow maybe later. But this is just the story that the people and the listeners will tune in for, and that is – how uh, Robert Morning Sky told the story that his grandfather was told by these this UFO that landed before Roswell, and that 
these people were like from another place. They called it the Green Planet. And they said they were similar to dragonflies. So if any of you ever felt like you were close to dragonflies, there was the good and the bad and the ugly. <laughs> so there were uh, those that were of good. And somehow through generations of evolution, uh, we were told that there was those that were of good nature, like angels with wings, and those that were of bad nature. So they're like winged, winged angels. So we have the uh, usual divide and conquer out there in space. So these are our stories, and now we've got all kind of stories about down here in this universe and then even in this Milky Way galaxy. So that's where a lot of our people start talking about where uh, the green planet. Now, the only odd thing is we started saying the bad guys were the reptilians. Now, I never met a reptilian. I never – I would imagine I'd run the other way from what I've seen in the pictures on the cyberspace. There's a lot of stories out there, and then they DJ, allegedly – I have cleared out reptilians. They're on the fourth dimension, and one person was in the U.K., and her hands would shake. So it's a vibrational frequency. Sometimes they follow us for generations on energies. I have cleared out spells, curses, um, energies. And I also wanted to say that I was told I'm from Sirius, which is also where Christ and a lot of the masters are from. So with the high frequency, I have cleared out, but it is layer upon layer upon layer because they could shapeshift a lot. Well, there's a lot of stories about the interdimensionals. And the story I'm telling is running a a thread in the blanket that we call uh, stories, myths, and legends that we can't prove. So these are thoughts, like uh, we have good thoughts and bad thoughts, like archons, which those, if you ever saw Star Trek, there was a story about the archons. But these are ancient stories that people that are in America have westernized and put it in books, including Lynn Caston. And Lynn uh, was one of the first ones to help me start this show. He came on my very first show, and he's written a book about these aliens. And he has been on Gaia with uh, Regina Meredith, which I've never met, but I asked Richard if he was able to uh, catch up on that at all. Uh, but we're not here to talk about them. But from there, we go over to Lyra, and there's stories about Lyra. And so there's all types of stories we're going to talk about that you may have heard of. And some of them have people that look like us, and some are blue and like Avatar movies, and some are like the Atlanteans and Moo. But there's a thread that we're painting in this reality, which will be left after we pass. Anybody that you're listening to on this radio, we hope this will be a database. But the Lyra people and then the Moo and the Atlantis story. So what we'll do is I'm going to create this roundtable, and Richard, I'm going to let you start it. And now remember there's the good angels, and then there's the through the portal Stargate that a lot of us believe that God and the Yahweh God, and then there's the El gods. Okay, so they're all from different places. So uh, 
bigger than what each person knows in their own mind because this is being told in Gaia by younger people or by these people that have been hired by Gaia TV, G-A-I-A, to tell various stories of books. And there's many, many stories that are being handled in television on YouTube. And so we're going to make our own books with what we know. But the L gods and whoever you relate to in this cosmos, including Ken, I'm sure you have a belief. And then later on when uh, Pastor... Wow. Uh, I'm still here. I think we're still here. Her. Now you're okay, back. Ken, Ken yeah. and uh, Richard and and uh, Marcy. I want y'all to talk about any of the God stories that you know about, and I'm going to mute. So, Richard, you you are the uh, roundtable leader. I'm going to mute. Okay. So stories well, we about we didn't finish God. the story about Morning Star. Oh, the Morning Sky is the Indian story. So the Morning Sky is the most famous before Roswell in the reality that this group of New Age thoughts are are experiencing. So all it was is the UFO came down. The grandfather told Robert Morning Sky about it. He became instantly sharing it around on the Internet, and it became a book with Lynn Cast. So everybody can read that book about Lynn Caston, L-E-N space K-A-S-T-E-N. But Lynn is just one of those researchers, and he was with Llewellyn R. Bear Company, a publishing company book, which we publish our own books. But Lynn tells that story. He also told about going to Serpo, the people other planet and a lot of you may also know the stories of uh, in this reality there's a whole bunch of stories out there that i can share but i just wanted to share that because that was on my mind but the l gods are like yahweh and all of that we have the raelian et people that live uh in okinawa and claude was a guitarist and he started the raelian et world where it's supposed to be all about love and uh, trying to keep people young and eating right but he doesn't believe in prayer he only believes in meditation but he said he was uh, visited by people that came down in space a, a, a ufo and the steps came down and they asked him to go on board and he went and like had a party with them and came back to talk about it. so you can look up rael r-a-e-l uh, there's controversy over that that is called a world religion about ufos of course you also have listed uh the scientologists that believe in et ufos from another place and then you also have uh the mormons latter-day saints that believe in angel gabriel and uh came down angel moroni actually angel moroni because the abrahamic face the gabriel so uh there's a whole bunch we can talk about but let me let these people Pass it around as pastors. Richard, you're the Knights of the Round Table today. And let's hear, because that one I want everybody to learn and make your own decision on a UFO that came down to the Indians, and the story is out there. And also we know all those stories about the beginning before the uh, Atlanta, uh, Lemuria and Mu came down. And uh, then some of them went to Mars, and we also know the Anunnaki stories, and 200 of those went to Mars. So all the stories have got all blended. 
And so kids today have no clue what to know. They only know what they hear. Now, some people, old people, know what they read. <laughs> and now it's got all incorporated because I, I, most people have never seen a reptilian. I've never seen one, not even in my dreams. But now we can separate our dreams from our conscious reality. And this was made popular on Oprah Winfrey in 1994 with John Mack. So we'll go into that too. So go ahead, Richard, and then let me mute, and you just work with uh, Marcy and Ken, and then we'll come back. Uh, we got 35 minutes to just discuss you three and whatever you relate to. All right. Well, where to begin? Uh, because there's, there's all kinds of tales, reports, and stories of uh, alien beings living under the earth which is kind of like it goes along uh, with H.R. Token, people, you know, Middle Earth people in a, in a manner of speaking. But these are aliens of high, highly developed skills and intelligence, and I guess you could say that they were colonies, and somehow or other uh, they got, they decided that rather than walking among us, they would live beneath us. Then are, there are also tales and stories about uh, alien civilizations in the very, very farthest depths of the ocean. So you have sea beings as well, or at least beings that are living somehow under the oceans, and then in turn their craft come up out of the waves, uh, sometimes in lakes, sometimes in the ocean itself, and they fly around and then they return to their base in the oceans or in the waters. Um, personally, I have, of course, been abducted uh, when I was five years old. I believe the race of being were Arcturians at the time. Um, and they put a tracking device in my nose or my nasal cavity that would remain there basically for 30 years. And the whole point of it was so that they could measure humans' reactions emotionally to me as a given individual, simply because I was born with all kinds of extra, extra gifts, one could say, or spiritual awareness. Um, then in, in turn, in addition to that, I met a group in the Santa Cruz Mountains, and they claim to be from the Pleiades, and they actually put on a demonstration in New York in front of the press where they actually showed the press that, yes, they were sentient beings of a far different uh, civilization than our own. Uh, they appeared in front of the press, and they actually walked through walls, and then they came back, and then they told them very frankly that, you know, when their time was up, that uh, it was time for them to go, and they instantaneously disappeared right in front of their eyes. So sort of like Star Trek, they were beamed back to wherever their ship was, and that's where they took off. And uh, I then in turn ran into a group that was being fostered by them, you could say, in the Santa Cruz Mountains as well. And uh, they, were, they had all kinds of videotapes and all kinds of... Um, tapes, you know, recordings and so forth, and they were very well organized, and they were very much friendly and very much uh, akin to mankind, and they looked very similar to us, except they had a very goldish tinge to their skin. Um, and then there was one other instance, and I'm not sure exactly who was pulling the remote strings, but I watched an individual give a presentation uh, in regards to the Syrians. And then in turn, uh, he basically was, was not there mentally. In other words, he, pre he presented and answered questions and everything else, and he was, he was perfectly 
well intelligent and everything else, but when you went to answer him, ask him questions in regards to his own person and his own personality, he would just give you a blank scare, a stare. So anyway, um, so yes, I've had encounters astrally, out-of-body experiences with all kinds of ETs, uh, the Pleiadians, the Syrians, the Andromedans, and all of these are different cultures and different civilizations on different planets, and in some in very far away galaxies, and some even in different universes. So, um, yes, extraterrestrials have been among us. Uh, we are perhaps their descendants in some ways, because originally there were um, civilizations in all created that in turn, you know, uh, were Earth colonies, and then in turn, um, there were uh, plantings, and in turn, you could say that a great many of us may well be uh, intermixed or interblended with their DNA. Um, and how you could decipher that, I don't know, because I don't know that we have that technology as of the moment. But then again, I mean, I have limited knowledge to a large extent in the fact being that, you know, I have only my opinion based upon my experiences. Marcy? Yeah. Um I have been doing, I've been on this spiritual journey. I'm turning 60 this month, and my books are, when I started when I was about 20, where I got contacted um, by my grandfather, meant, saying I was meant to be a psychic. When I was 25, which is funny with Richard saying, um, Santa Cruz, I was living in Scotts Valley, which is right next to Santa Cruz, and I was sent up to Colorado on my 25th birthday around there and um, working on around 1989 different beings that I got thrown into working with on the way back from Colorado to California where I lived in the Bay Area and I grew up um, my car got teleported and so I was with somebody and we were on our way to California all of a sudden said Wyoming to an you know such and such miles we had lost two hours and I'm just jumping into different time zones as to what's going on, but I've been guided. When I was 29, I went up to Spokane, and um, Suzanne did a bunch of channel drawings. One, I realized through the years, it was like my Lorana um, lifetime. Of she, it was like saying that I'm from 36 years away, a golden energy, which I now know is serious. And so piecing these different parts of my life together with my golden energy, as I'm getting myself more and more whole, and Richard and I get in these intense conversations on energies, vibrations, we see portals. As you clear up more and more your frequency, you will get higher and higher guides. And so I started working on Arenum, an international Skype company, for three years, and one of my clients started channeling Elohim. I had never heard of Elohim, and then eventually Metatron. And this has been who I have been working with. They come through me. They like what I'm doing. We're all interconnecting on all this. And that's why whatever energies I'm doing, I'm told where to work on people's heart chakras energy and I wanted to say with Ken, I feel very strong Lemurian energy with you. I don't know if that part is starting to surface with you or not, but that's kind of like what I got. And so I have been, I'm clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, 
I was told when I was 21, I do psychokinesis, which is moving and clearing energy. So I've just incorporated that with tones and tarot and just very much guided and um, have many masters around me. Can you Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I was trying to decipher and, and think about. Well, gosh, that's a lot that uh, we we each have been through a lot of the summer things. One of the things that uh, when I was, um, I guess, about just in the beginning of my teenagers stuff, I and mean, that's when my uh, my other brother was, was was killed on the school hayride. At any rate, I started winding up at night. Being, I guess, the closest way to say it is because I feel like it. I was teleported. To, a, to another dimension, another um, another planet, and one of one of the interesting places where it was taken for training was this this call it a space city if you want to. I mean, gigantic buildings that were you know we would probably say at least a half a mile high and along that time. And this this type of um, experience would come in at night, just uh, and then I guess I'd be teleported back into my body back on on Earth. This this. Uh, a lot of these things that I'm hearing other people talk about are some of the personal experiences that we had, and part of it is to go to their their school and their training and and be a, a communication between um, their species, their planet, their their existence, and what's going on here on planet Earth, which has uh, <laughs> got a long way to go still. But at least people are willing to talk about experiences that they've had and. Uh, with extraterrestrials or with uh, e- even, um, oh, I guess past lives, if you will, here on this planet that we have. I um, uh, I, I guess when I, when I get other people that will sit down and we'll start talking and, and discussing experiences that we've had and events, then, then, then it becomes um, – we get comfortable with realizing that people aren't going to be saying, "Oh, you're you're a bunch of wackos and you're you're you know crazy, crazy, whatever it might be." But then, whenever they've experienced some of the stuff that I'm hearing from uh, from you folks, as well as I've gone through in my own life, um, I think we're at a point now in the uh, this planet of Earth and with the society that lives here that. Things are coming forward, and we're getting close. I, I hope it hurries up that we can become a part of the intergalactic um, space federation, if you want to call it that, but the, the existence in other universes and other um, locations, and that it's not all evil and it's not all bad and it's not all, you know, hate. We've got enough of that that's going on here on this planet that hopefully we can we can move forward on that. So I, those are just kind of some of the quick thoughts that I was Ouch! That hurt. Whatever somebody just did, it blew my ear right off my head headset. Um, so anyway, I, I enjoy uh, getting with people that have had some similar experiences. We'll just we'll just sit down and talk and find out that wow, uh, we may have been at the same the same training school location on this other planet at about the same time they were. Now, the age you said you were, you're still a youngster because I'm 78 now and we're, we're pushing on ahead of that one. I'm enjoying becoming a, a part of a group where the people are willing to come forward and talk about things, and we can then we can discuss them and see what feels more real or, or that we've experienced ourselves. So, anyone else listening? Okay. Ouch! That All hurt right. me. I'll pick up 
right there. Okay, Ken. go for it. Okay. Thank you. So 1994, Ken, is, I don't know if you saw John Mack, but he was a very famous author as well, and he helped regress people. And that's basically 26 years later, we're talking about that as being a very real part of who we are now, folks, that we do believe uh, the majority of us now, and of course, uh, Oprah Winfrey on that show said she wished it happened to her. Of course, they were talking about abductions at the time. Now, this is where you may or may not have been taken through a wall, uh, but uh, she had a, a man and a woman that John Mack brought on the show with him for his book. And that's, I think they were interviewing the people that had been abducted. So you can go back and look at that on YouTube with Oprah Winfrey. And she puts it on her uh Oprah channel now because we're all got our own channels now and out there with Discovery and all these other places, whether it's Dish or Satellite, okay. Uh, but it are you, I still have cable, uh, I have Mediacom cable. But the key here is to remember back in the day when we were all writing about this, they said they saw the Whitley Strieber book right there on the show, which made the kids remember. Um, I guess they're old now. They're probably in their, what, 50s now? Well, let's see, 94, the 26 years later, yeah, they're in their 40s or late 50s now because they were, you know, like early 20s, I think, or 18 and 20, a boy and a girl. So you can go back and look at that. That's how long we've been talking about this, entertainment and spiritually. And so spiritually through the books that have been written and people read them and they become very well known including Zachariah Sitchin's books The Twelfth Planet and the Anunnaki stories if that means well Anunnaki those from the heavens came basically when you break it down Sumerian and Akkadian uh, over in Iraq in Iran where they thought we came from in Iraq and you'll hear the uh, Abrahamic face of uh, the Hebrews and the Jews and the Christians, and of course we had the pagans back then. So that's the ones basically where they had so many books that are not. And I don't know what that sound is because there's nobody on. Isn't that interesting? It's not me. And, uh, well, let me see if that's just because I've got Ken on. But Ken, don't go away. I'm just going to mute you for a minute. So I guess uh, these are very sensitive uh, phones we've got, folks. So this group of people have been called together, I believe, for a higher purpose, including those of you listening today, because I don't know if you've noticed on the news, but even though it was 20, about the same time in the 90s, of course, we've always had UFOs coming and going. We've always had extraterrestrials coming and going. We've always had God source or those with more power than we have coming and going. Now, there are some grays that we talk about. Those are the ones that are the most famous in the movies. Are uh, they're, they're all types of grays, like they're all type. They're humanoids with a head, torso, legs, and arms, okay? So they're considered humanoids. But they are said, now there's two thoughts, that the, the little grays. There's all types of grays. Um, a lot of you may not know that, but there's as many grays, at least as there are human beings on the planet. So um, there's some that come from different universes. There's some universes that have galaxies that uh, are not habitable. Of course, it's just like here. 
So you think about it like we have in our solar system, and our Earth wraps around the sun, and so we have gravity, and uh, we're studying the mag- magnetic force and, you know, how it all works in the uh, core of our planet and how all that works to keep us spinning in the solar system. So everything we used to know on the planet is wrong, basically. <laughs> so now we're going through a, a very important time we call the Ascension Age where we're raising our consciousness and our awareness, and we're working together. But most of the time, we were too shy if we'd been abducted by aliens to talk about it. But after thousands came forward in 94, and Whitley Strieber, of course, helped, Shirley MacLaine, uh, John Mack, and many, many others, including Robert Monroe and the Monroe Institute, and uh, Life After Life. And then I am one of those that I'd like everybody to understand that uh, when you die – and you don't die, it's like they call life after life. So I, from the time I was a child, am called a CE5, Close Encounter of the Fifth Kind, according to Dr. J. Allen Hynek. And you may have recently seen on History Channel Project Blue Book. Well, he asked me to keep the fire burning or keep the stories going because he was uh, having financial issues at the time in space on the plane that he talked to me about it, but he had, uh, now this is, I remember talking to a gentleman and I don't know if it was him or not in the beginning about my Q clearance when I was re-upped in the military and got a clearance at Lowry Air Force Base with the Air Force. But I do remember him meeting me and maybe I was supposed to meet him before or after I, I'm getting uh, believe it or not going through life you're not that interested in the whole reality of life after death and UFOs are putting it together and uh, I had seen angels when I was a child so I died at uh, I had uh, extraterrestrials train me about their life and their reality and that family off planet so when the Sputnik came over in 57 I knew all about it and tell my parents about it so needless to say, a child that knows about extraterrestrials is a very unique difference. So they thought I had a wild imagination because I was talking about family in space. But then I was missing one time, so I wrote about that in UFO Digest in Canada. So that was sort of how I got known as TJ Marcy T, for those of you listening, because it's, it wasn't about being a, a person to talk about it, but you had this spiritual calling to answer to those above that are talking to you. So that is your direct connection. And so one thing about the Catholic Church that we decided was we didn't need the Pope to talk to us or in the Latin, our language we didn't understand, our being the uh, receiver for us that we could go direct. So we became Protestants, and uh, this is in our history, so we could go direct. So what's happened is when we die, and we know there is no such thing as death, we know we're just passing over. Now here is what's happening now in this reality. We don't know the difference between death and dying, dimensions, and the various levels of the universes. So we've got this quantum theory going on, and we have math. We have a lot of different languages, including math, and we have very few polymaths left, but we're working with one or two of them to help all of us. Now, uh, let's talk about 
how we can uh, – I'm going to go back to Richard, and I'm going to mute. Richard, let's have a round of if anybody feels comfortable about talking about the difference between what they thought of as children or if they had a death or dying experience because I died as a child, and then I died having placenta preview with my daughter, and I got brought back, and we can go into all these details later through the shows. And uh, I still believed in uh, God and angels. And then uh, when my husband died in 2015, I died again because we separated uh, at the navel, so to speak. And then uh, I was taken aboard a ship a huge, gigantic ship where I met Jesus, as far as I'm concerned. He didn't say that, but the human that I, in my reality, okay, and this is what they say about these leaders and these gods that, uh, and there's demigods. So there's Ekankar, and they'll teach you different divisions and how many seven, and there's gods at each level, demigods. So you can't get into this group or this astral plane. So this is a whole history of people that have learned different things in the new thought communities based on religions, and we've blended them all together in all these divisions, realms, uh, levels, tiers, and we adopted it into the computers. So uh, now we've got to separate how we think of virtual reality inside the computer, how we think of death and dying, and then some people in the theory of everything even believe that this is nothing but like the movie uh, with uh, Keanu Reeves, that this is just a figment of our imaginations inside a computer somewhere. So that's another thing with uh, several people written books about the theory of everything. And we're trying to cover everything, but we can't get to all the different theories today. So let's right now, let's just talk, do a round, as we call it, for Richard. He's the head of the ACO Knights of the Roundtable. And then he will go down. I'll turn back on each person. But if you can meet, hit your mute button on your phone when you're not talking. So, Richard, let's talk about death and dying or if any, each person had a round of that so we can cover that. Because we've got people here listening right on the board right now. So we're going to start with you. And let me unmute uh, Marcy and Ken and hope that y'all can mute unless Richard talks directly. So Richard, death and dying and how we do that. And then later, the next round may be dream state when an ETs when uh, the other girl comes on later, Gigi. Okay, I'm going to mute. Your turn, Richard. Another round. Death and dying. All right. Well, uh, my most significant death and dying experience was at the age of 14. I was supposedly had appendicitis, and it turned out that I had died of Christmas tree mesentery because basically I had a tree sapling that was growing up inside of me. Um, and during, of course, this experience, I was started out without a body and watched the whole operation and heard all the doctors and the nurses discussing everything and watched what tra transpired beneath me. And then I flew out uh, into the night sky and went through the tunnel which a lot of people are familiar with and a lot of people have experienced. It's kind of a multicolored tunnel, and I think it's a portal, more or less, that leads you to a different dimension, per se. And, of course, I saw what my perception of God was, and I was shown the book of life, and I was told in no uncertain terms that there were lots of things that I was supposed to do that I hadn't accomplished yet and that I needed to come back here. 
I also experienced the presence of angels. And so that's the short and sweet of it. And of course, this was in turn uh, demonstrated to me as part of reality because my stepdad, who was on the mark basically for all the expenses, uh, was never billed anything from the hospital. Um, I was legally declared dead for 33 minutes. And um, <clears throat> it was very, very unusual and very, very bizarre. And the thing of it is, I was more open to that experience as being real than I was to what was going on around me inside the hospital. Um, kind of hard to describe and hard to explain, but I insisted that they show me the growth that they had taken out of me the following day. And of course, they were all fab flabbergasted because they had no idea as to how, how or why I could possibly know of its, its existence. And so they actually brought it from the lab and showed it to me and so forth. Um, there were never any bills from the hospital, and the doctor who performed the surgery was German national, and he actually went back to Germany after the fact, because I guess they were all afraid that they may get sued for malpractice or something of that nature. So anyway, I have always perceived that we are spiritual beings having a human experience and not human beings trying to find the spiritual outside of ourselves. Um, I have had lots of other instances where there were close calls to death. Uh, I had pneumonia that took me all the way to death's door. I was so weak I could barely breathe. I could barely even move. Um, and I was nursed back to health. Uh, I was visited, visited by angels at that time, and I was told, you know, that I would be comforted and so forth and that I was being brought back to regular physical strength. Uh, and there were other similar situations, but a great many out-of-body experiences in comparison to those that were uh, drastically um, different in the fact being that naturally I had left the body completely, and, and it was only by uh, God's will that I, I would say that I was returned. Um, so again, you know, uh, it comes to the reality or the choice in reality, is this just, just our imagination or is this something that actually we physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually experienced at the time? And of course, my uh, opinion of, is very strongly laid towards the instance that yes, we are spiritual beings and when we have the freedom away from our bodies, we take great uh, extravagant leaps at times to visit with other cultures and other civilizations and angels and angelic beings and ascended masters and all of these kind of folks. Marcy? I just do a different aspect. I haven't had a near-death experience, but I am a medium uh, as well as a channeler. The channeler, I channel the masters. The medium, I channel the people that, that have passed away. And a lot of times there's incompleteness on their end where they, they hang around us until whatever our situation is, that they help us work it through. If there's an incompleteness, I have had it where things have been moved called apports. Um, a friend of mine and I in Spokane, we did the masters where we would hear trumpets literally in the sky we would have apports come down where we had beads abe lincoln came through elvis came through and gave um katie the mother a scarf so there's many ways that we're contacted i i'm just more of a conduit to help people release or complete whatever their energy is as far as different messages that that aren't Completed when people die. 
and they hang around until it's complete. There's one person I'm working on now. Her son died in September, and um, his white light was almost there, but he's still not complete yet until she's, like, secure with whatever she's going through. Or people will say a white rose, or I will get visions of only what the people would know as far as the energy. And sometimes it's visual, sometimes it's audio, sometimes it's kinesthetic. And so people, when they're they're psychic, it's like, I can't see. Well, you may be clairaudient or clairvoyant. Just because you can't see doesn't mean you have another aspect where you could feel or hear the, the entities that are around or the guides that are happening. And off to you, Ken. Okay. Um, I'm beginning to pick up the fact that the, most all of us have had a uh, life and death experience. And, and let me throw in real fast on mine. When I was born, uh, I had a cyst over my um, left eye, uh, eye and eyebrow. And that was back in the days when they used to use um, uh, ether uh, to, you know, put you to sleep while they operated. And, well, when they did me, I, my heart stopped being. I, I was out of body as a little kid. I was only three years old at the time. As I'm watching the, the doctor, he just threw his operating utensils and things like that in, in the air, grabbed me, and started giving me mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, which was brand new in the medical ter- medicals back in 1942. Uh, at any rate, uh, very quickly I started breathing again and basically came back to life. Well, uh, that was at the age of three. Now, later on in life, um, there were experiences where um, I know that I died, auto accidents, and then um, I, I had um, what's called guides, if you will, that came to me and says, "No, you're not through yet. <laughs> you, you, there's more that you're supposed to do." And so uh, I re- recovered from that. So I, I'm, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong there, uh, Richard. I sounds to me like you you went through a life and death experience where you you were aware that, in my case, I was standing off to the side and I was watching the the doctor uh, try to restore breathing and heartbeat and life. So I'm thinking that uh, maybe that's kind of an indication on on some of us that um, we've already experienced past life. And and then and then as I grew up um, as a as a young not even teenager, grade school. There were times when I would, uh, at night, when I'd go to sleep, I would be taken to another planet, place, someplace in the universe, and get training and uh, experience um, an, an awful lot of the events and things, the location. There was one one time I was in a, a in a planet where the buildings must have been at least a, a mile high, and um, I, I could go out on a, on a balcony, I could look, and I could see crafts zooming in and, and landing in other locations. There are all kinds of, of experiences that they had. And, and, of course, you know, you don't talk about those things very much when you're in, uh, with NASA and one of the civilian astronauts and things because people are say, oh, you're crazy, aren't you? But you know what? When you wind up with other people such as I am today talking with you folks as well as I'm sure those that are listening in, it, wouldn't it be interesting to discover how many of us have had this life-death experience and um, we are discovering that, you know, deity's um, not through with us yet, and we still have a job to do, and and maybe this is part of it. 
So I'm I'm joining in to just bring my past experience and see if it matches good with some of the others, and then then we can come to a realization of what we're being ex- expected to do because we we obviously have a, a job if you want to call it a job. <laughs> Thank you. That and, was good. Yeah, you led right into dreams. And yes, folks, a lot of you may be using your imaginations. This is true, but also dream state. And Susan Wyman Flynn is our dream state person that's really studied for years with some of the professionals in that dream realm and how they will interpret dreams. And there's a lot of books out there. So uh, what we'll do now is there's different levels of uh, consciousness. Now, there's some uh, yogis out there. I don't know if any of you do yoga or believe in it or Buddhist. or There's all types of world religions, and we are unconditional love, and we're all seekers, and we're all – we call ourselves light workers and truth seekers. We all work with the light, that which we can see that becomes information, knowledge, and wisdom. And we have various tiers and various words in epistemology and ontology. And we've uh, recently lost one of our people, uh, uh, and uh, her last name was Windsor Craig. But uh, she was my lady in Facebook social media that would pick a, a word and help us learn what the words were. So communication is very important. She's passed over the other side. And then we have people in physics and, of course, neuroscience, the doctors and the medical and our ascension center and those that work in cancer. But uh, let's talk about now the levels of uh, consciousness because the yogis uh, have a different way. Now, a lot of the uh, people in the theory of everything believe that there's only consciousness and the mindfulness movement and uh, a lot of the uh, big speakers out there that started years and years and years ago back, uh, well, way before Tony Robbins even and way before Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, but that's back in the day. And a lot of us uh, are thought of as New Thought Teaching in the 60s when we had a motivational speaking to raise consciousness during the Vietnam War. So a lot of the children that have grown up now hear us talking And it was like the hippie generation that was make love, not war. And we didn't want to go to Vietnam. And the kids that were going to Vietnam, that's in this this world and on this planet, uh, in in this country, the United States of America. And so some of them went to Canada to escape their uh, enlistment card, which was made to draft. Now, when I've worked off planet, there are different groups that go for two years, and according to my husband that's passed, his group of people, aliens that worked with my people, uh, they would, uh, off space, we both worked in the area of what they call uh, the Galaxy Federation, not the one Stargate Federation, or the Federation of Planets, maybe. I don't even know what they had now. I can't remember. I used to be quite the Trekkie, but these kids today can put me to shame. A lot of people from the 60s when uh, Star Trek came forward. But there were a lot of people that went Star Trek in that wanted to explore and research and have all these things that now uh, have helped us go 100 years from now into the future to see how we are using lasers and uh, things. And you know we've got the tablets now, like on Star Wars, and we had the flip phones 
for a while that they used to communicate. So that really affected us. We had Star Wars, and that comes all the way back to back the Lyran Wars, from what I understand. And George, um, the gentleman that started Star Trek, was uh, uh, Gene Roddenberry, and he went to the Indian Nine meetings with Chandler's. So a lot of what we have today in the New Age and all the books that came out in the occult metaphysical bookstores, they go all the way back to uh, Madame Blavatsky, and even before her, there was people that wrote books. And so they come from the study of the unknown wisdom and the ancient mystery schools, and then Richard studied all that and went over to Egypt and got all that. And then we have a lot of people that study that that came from our uh, – Atlantis moving from the stars. So all of these stories that you hear, including those in the canon of the Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament, everything has been written, rewritten, reinterpreted, translated, different languages. So what we've got to do now is realize that everything's open for interpretation, but we have to open our minds enough to realize that we may all be saying the same thing and we want to reach unity and diversity because that's what makes up all the universes. There are some universes out there that cannot withstand the type of life that we are here. So what we're here today to do is introduce to you that extraterrestrials are real, alien civilizations exist, UFOs are real, and we now call them unidentified anomalous phenomena and we have a division for UAP associates, but we also have uh, Psychic Network Channel, and we're going to help people learn to use their extrasensory or their sixth sense or those that talk direct and how we are going to graduate into the fifth, sixth, seventh dimension, all these other dimensions. But it doesn't matter if you can't keep your body alive on this planet. So we have this Be Here Now movement as well. So we don't want to poison the planet. Because we need the the ground, uh, we need to take care of this planet. We're called terraformers, and that's why we're called Terrans on this planet. And we're sent here intentionally to steward other nature, is the way we say it out there. But we say nature's God, and and Mother God in the way that we talk is Mother Nature. So we have a Mother Nature and a Godfather Sky. Or we have Mother God and Father God. So these are words, and you shouldn't be offended by terms because it depends on – really, I go into many, many circles, and they're called your insider or outsider. If you go over to an Indian reservation, you may or may not be welcomed depending on if they look at you and they can see some of them in you and accept you into their clan. Same thing is in various countries and various ways that we have traditions and the way we think. And so here we're going to accept those that feel like they are universal life, they are extraterrestrial, they are people of the cosmos, and they may or may not know psychically and consciously, or maybe, uh, as the yogis say, they study their whole lives to learn about the awareness and the rest of their bodies besides their brain-mind consciousness, okay? And so the yogis, when you learn meditation and learn how the rest of your body works, including your nervous system and everything that makes you up in this vehicle, is it's very sacred. And the Avatar movies that you see with the blue people, there are some blue people out there, and I've seen some. (laughs) So now let's talk about 
the levels, we have beta, alpha, theta. Beta is what I'm talking in now. Alpha is like that subconscious. We have theta, in, which is like super conscious. And the way we were doing back in the day, Project Stargate with the government, Fort Meade and Monroe Institute, and teaching people how to use their minds was because the Russians were doing it, and we wanted to do it too. So that became remote viewing, and some people got very good at it. So all this is combined because a lot of the UFOs were already using, uh, and I've seen some of this, so we're gonna, I'm going to start telling my story See, five story, which I've never put together for anybody. I have written a few books out there, but they're only in pieces. But where you use your mind and you can think it. And my husband had one of the UFOs, uh, we called him Gus, the Galaxy Universal Shuttle, make it where it would make his coffee. And I've seen him make humans or clones. And so I've got all these stories to tell you. And some of them are in different books I've written, different pieces here and there. But right now, let's do a round. Let me see if uh, Miss Gigi's shown up. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's her number start with, Richard? You're live and on the air, Richard. Can you hear me? 470. I don't see her yet. All right. Well, Richard, let's talk about beta, alpha, theta, delta, gamma, sigma, and tau. So we have seven levels. And basically on this planet, they can see beta, alpha, theta, delta, gamma. That's your five levels you'll see if you go to the hospital, Richard. I'm sure you've had an EKG. But uh, for you, with uh, uh, Marcy and Ken, so they can get an idea. You know, when John Mack was talking to these people, and they said they were abducted at night, but they were and they woke up to see these beings, then they say they were the greys. Now, that's really a common thing, and some of them were taken, abducted, had implants, things on them. But now, let's talk about, like, when we also have the awakened state, and I've worked with intelligence levels, men in black, as you have, or people that come at midnight or after. Now, we don't know if they're the National Security Agency, Central Intelligence, uh, our Homeland Security, because we didn't even have it then. But uh, these are people, intelligence, that got a bad rap, but some of them were off playing it. But uh, Richard and I worked in the intelligence community, and we also worked in the military, as did uh, Ken. So you have three veterans here that we're bringing in. But it's like Ken said, you really didn't want to talk about it because it locked you up in Leavenworth. Our people in your cultures would think you were crazy. And my mother always said, Jane, you know I don't believe in UFOs. And she really didn't. But now, if she was alive, she may come around because it's being accepted. But, Richard, it's not all consciousness because some of the people teach from their planets, their awareness isn't their consciousness. But we need to separate that we are talking now, just folks, because there's a lot of books out there. You can trust us on that part. You will find a book for whatever we speak about. But what we're going to do with the Cosmos Disclosure, with our Ascension Center education and spiritual science and psychic mediums is blend all this together for you of all the information and all the authors and how we can start culling it into these YouTubes that come across audio, radio, and we'll also make you some videos. I'm putting out information as I get it as a psychic medium or some people call it a prophet because you have direct uh, guides. So you need to understand the difference. If you get direct revelations or divination from your source, your God, 
your higher level is different than that inside you as your higher consciousness. Now, some of these channels that are doing stuff since the fifth element, it's gotten really popular. They do stuff like that, and they believe that that is helping somebody. But is it really? Now, they have some of these people for entertainment coming into radio and interpreting what they're saying, and we don't have people speaking tongues anymore. Not that we ever did, but see, that's up for interpretation depending on a lot of people were Pentecostal and holy uh, – well, they were called holy rollers up in the hills, but they were basically uh, Pentecostals where I lived for 20, 20 years up in the Appalachians learning how to work with all these people. But what you would do is learn beta, alpha, theta, delta, gamma and work with neuroscientists, and then as we got into the sixth sense and the tau, the sixth and there's uh, Bruce, Dr. Bruce Lipton out there writing books and going around the world and working with people in India. And then there's the seventh level in your mind. But Richard and Ken and Marcy, I know you know what I'm talking about, is how do we help these people? Because here's the deal, folks. As of yesterday, uh, Ken and I, no, it was Richard and I did a show with Jan Aldrich. And all that we're revealing with all the different UFO groups we worked with around the world, including NICAP, APRO, uh, QFOS, which was the one you see with J. Allen Hynek, Center for UFO Studies, is the fact that we are talking about the nuts and bolts UFOs. But when it comes to the CE5 people like me, there's medical involved and there's confidentiality agreements and HIPAA laws with their medical files. So now I said I would do ACO International with all these people around the world, but I'm having to go from domestic to international to handle just not North America, but global. And that's a very huge, daunting task, so we're going to need volunteers. So that's where Ken is going to come in, and Pastor Ken will help us with all the volunteers in the directory if they can work in Mexico, because that's where we're going to put Ken. We're going to move these files to the University of Mexico, because there's so much uh, after Project Blue Book with J. Allen Hynek and all his uh, people that will help him and Jan Aldrich and Barry Green that we need scanners of all the papers so they've been shipped to Mexico and so we're real happy that you're there as well as Norio Hayakawa with our group and we're going to need a lot more people to help uh, Jan Aldrich but he will not be doing the CE5 and scanning those to put them on the internet but in the meantime back to you Richard, and I don't see – wait, did you say 505? For... No, I said 470, and we need to clarify that's New Mexico and not the country of Mexico that all the files okay. are being shipped to. Okay, well, talk to Ken about that. But now the levels of dreams are one level we're going to take. Conscious means conscious awakened state. And then we will teach you, if you don't know the various levels of – CE one two three four and five, but it's basically like if you just saw something in in space and you want to report it, and it comes back down and you can see it and describe it. If you get far away from it, and then if you actually have contact like I did one on one, that's called a CE five. But now some of these people that are doing their interpretation are conscious connection 
to a divine source like prayers, sending, meditation is openness or receiving. We used to say prayers are sending and meditations receiving. But see, I don't know how you and Ken and Marcy, because we're all going to get, you know, all these people that have dreams. Some of them have been abducted. Some feel like they've been very good relations. They've been angels, guides. Some are like Marcy said, she's a channel. I'm a channel. I'm sure Ken is. I know you are, Richard. But when it is that you connect to, and then there's like music and notes. So, Richard, back to you and talking about the different levels of the consciousness and how are we going to tell the ones that believe they're helping themselves or others in uh, tongues or if they think they're getting something, they may be getting it in colors and tones like Marcy music, but all those things are senses. So we've got to come up with a whole new language in the seven levels. And there may be one folks. We're pro- we're all talking like polymath, math language, music language, color language, all those things, Richard, and then dreams, conscious, and awakened state in between. The kids are talking on TikTok like crazy about the awakened state where they're not sleeping and they're not awake. So they're learning about that in between. So any help? And now I'm going to mute, and you guys can talk about, and I know Marcy can, on the difference between how you get something channeled versus how you get dream state. Ken can, too. So I'll mute back around. I don't see her. All right. Well, of course, um, it's very hard at times to determine whether, in fact, you're dreaming or whether, in fact, you're wide awake. Uh, we determine this, of course, by brain waves for the most part from the scientific community. Uh, that's the difference levels that uh, TJ was talking about. And uh, But dreams themselves can be very lucid, they can be very entailed, they can be very involved. Um, And it's very hard to note whether you are actually dreaming or whether actually you are having an out-of-the-body experience. It's also very hard to note in phases of consciousness and in phases of awareness. Um, We we speak that, you know, when we are consciously awake, we are basically, you know, having our 3D reality of the material world around us, and we interact with each other physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually in regards to, you know, sharing energy and so forth. Uh, when we go to an altered state, all right, uh, that is when you basically have uh, awakened the awareness of expanded consciousness within yourself. And it's kind of hard to describe other than to say that all of your physical senses suddenly expand and you are aware of all that is going on around you. And it is almost like, um, well, sort of like the matrix in a way, in the fact being that, yes, in a manner of speaking, you could say that our regular conscious awareness is all entailed and all involved completely in the material world. And yet when we go to sleep, of course, then we are at rest and our mind is allowed to wander and, uh, you know, our imagination kicks in and our dream state kicks in. And, of course, you know, if we manage to get to REM state and other states of dreaming, then, of course, those could also be referred to as places of consciousness or places of awareness. So our awareness 
kicks in to higher levels when we are attuned or aligned with more and more of our authentic selves or our spiritual being. You could say that uh, when we basically become channels, we become open to the source of all or God or however you want to refer them, refer them to them, and that basically from there we are um, open to receive, uh, whether it be the spirits of those who have passed from this world to the next, or whether it be actually ascended masters or intelligent beings from other galaxies, other com- other communities, other co- other cosmos, other other un- other realities in all kinds of different dimensions, and so on and so forth. So there is a dimensional scale, there is a conscious scale, and of course I am by any means I am not a foremost expert thereon, but I have traversed a great many from personal experience, and that is from which I can teach or share. Um, so it's, it's a very fine line, I do believe, and the difference between awareness is the fact that you are you're using your five senses or however many senses you have at your disposal to determine what is going on around you. Consciousness, on the other hand, is the, is the conscious implant, basically, of your going past your mind and becoming more aware or expanded out in consciousness so that your consciousness exceeds your awareness or they blend together as conscious awareness. Now, I know that sounds like a lot of double talk, and to some degree it might well be simply because, you know, uh, your consciousness is your awareness of your physical self. Your consciousness is also your mental consciousness, and then, of course, your emotional consciousness and also your spiritual consciousness. So when you tune into the quieting of the mind, okay, and you reach past your mental self and you expand out into your spiritual nature and your higher self or your spiritual self, then in turn your awareness shifts because you're no longer focused on your humanness, rather you're focused on your spiritualness. And then in turn your spiritualness is completely unlimited. So from that status point you can reach out to any any kinds of beings in any any universes amongst creation itself. In other words, you're totally unlimited. You can traverse any dimension. You can traverse any uh, galaxy. You can traverse any universe, etc., etc. So consciousness and awareness. Consciousness, like I said, is a base. We refer to it as different mental states within our physical selves or our brain capacity per se, that can be measured electronically through electroencephalographs and also other brainwave measuring devices. Um, Our awareness, of course, is simply our awareness of our being, where our being is at. So when you expand your consciousness, you also expand your awareness. So your awareness follows along and expands with your consciousness to the extent that you recognize that you are somewhere other than being in your physical body and you are no longer presently consciously focused upon what you would normally experience in regular everyday-to-day life. So when I channel, uh, for example, if an ascended master comes in, basically what I have done is I have stepped aside and they are able to utilize my physical self 
as a vessel to transmit whatever message they want to transmit. Now, whether that be written, whether that be spoken, whether that be visual, whatever it happens to be, um, because naturally different people learn from different capacities. Some of us learn through hearing, some of us learn through seeing, and some of us actually learn through touch. So it just, you know, we learn through colors, we learn through sounds, we learn through all kinds of different means, and oftentimes most of us have a blended learning concept. And so our awareness is focused upon how we receive, and our consciousness is how we perceive. So that's the main difference between the two. Marcy? Yeah, that's the reason I wrote my book, Theta, because we learn to be in that that brainwave of the theta to be into higher consciousness, to be calm. Um, I wanted to do a tone as to what the, the monks use, which is the lower tones, and a lot of times people will see colors coming out when I do the tones, the energies. I'm not going to do too many of them, but when we ascend, which means um, expand, also the multidimensional, I woke up with that name, healer, and that's like we have many, many dimensions, and each dimension has a frequency, and each frequency has um, its own rules and regulations. And so as we expand our energies, we'll get chills. Our bodies will feel more at peace. There are many ways as to getting into those higher vibrations that are going on. But I don't feel like this is me coming in through. Um, Richard and I get in many conversations, and you can usually see or feel whatever entities, guides that are with us, which usually opens up portals. Also, when we go to 110 hertz with the sounds and the healings, either we go to our guides or our guides come to us where we leave our body in which we go into one or many multidimensional energies. Can we, because we can separate as we get those energies going on. So I'm getting these are the Arcturians that are coming in or they're telling me they're the Arcturians and they are here to heal us. do it three times so it's you know mother father god the triangle also with light language like tj was talking about i have done light language where energies or subconscious will come in and give messages rich has been able to interpret them sometimes but they do exist but they're only at certain times when certain messages need to be said or experienced up to you ken Oh, okay. Um, I'm not I sure don't know exactly. If you were feeling that because I, uh, if you were feeling anything with the tones or not, but um, uh, no, I'm on. I, 
Yeah, I know I did, but I've, I'm on uh, just a small cell phone right now, and it's a little. I'm losing a little bit of uh, direct contact. I'm working on it though. So, but no. Um, when we do, when we we, it's a normal thing. Richard and I always have problems. TJ says her TV goes off and on. It's a frequency, and one of the times um, my guides were or Elohim was coming through. One of the people was channeling Elohim, and I said. We usually get weird things with the sound or sounds coming out or we get shut off. And they said that my frequency is so high, technology can't handle it. So it's nothing to do with your phone. It's to do with frequency. Just thought I'd tell you that. Okay. Now, that's, that's probably the big, the problem I was having here with just a small cell phone. It, it limits it's okay. the I capabilities. Want to. Yep. Anyway, um, no, I'm I'm – Kind of surprised that um, not surprised. I'm very pleased actually that not only yourself and and Richard, we, we all seem to have had some similar past life experiences, and um, the the opportunity to actually be in a, a another dimension, if you will. And um, I, again, you, you run if when you're involved in the space program as deep as I was and things, you you have to be very careful about what you say. Because then you you don't get to move forward in into the whole space program and all that stuff. But anyway, um, we're we're now in a phase of learning where not only not only what we um, uh, not only what we can do in education and training here, but from what we can gain from our our other people that are willing to share the experiences that they've had. And, and that's one of the things that I'm in, enjoying is sitting back and finding out that there are a lot of things that uh, I've kept quiet that I've experienced in my life. It's not strange at all. It, um, it's, it's something that other people have shared. And, and uh, we, I really appreciate it. normal. <laughs> yes, it is now. It's like with Rich and I get into long conversations, um, Astral projections, this is why I wrote my book on my spiritual journey as to from when I was born up until like May and Richard's in my book. And it's not just all of a sudden people are just suddenly spiritual. It's a lot of journeys. And what Elohim says is we test people. If you pass the test, we give you opportunities. Nothing to do with religion, but that's how they work. And um, that's why I started my group and that's why they came through. You know, when I was working on on Arenum, because I was going to do an international group, and I do talk to people internationally, and it makes them feel more normal that they haven't lost their mind. And I love Project Blue Book. I I love to do with with the astronauts and the aliens, but the way they explain what I read with Chiron with the the space shuttles is it's kind of like the little metal boats that that they have because. The aliens are so much far advanced than we are, and they can appear and disappear in speed and light and transit. And when they contact you with their frequency, that, that's how they work. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking somebody else was going to step in. No, no that's, okay. that's, that's true. It's the way they were. Go ahead. Um, uh, TJ. TJ, thank you. Uh, can- I'd like you to learn about uh, the solar system and the heliosphere as a solar ambassador. And they're teaching that now to the kids, you know, because 
Folks, those that are into math, higher math and quantum physics, we work with those in the STEM program, S-T-E-M. That's for science, technology, engineering, and math. And around the world, this is going to be like maybe in North Korea, the ones that uh, are more chosen to go to space. But they do their math. Now, not everyone's brain is so left brain. So uh, in the educational system that some people don't understand how it – you've got to look at the history of all the world religions, all those that came before, and somehow through maybe it got ruined or burned up or the books got burned during Hitler's regime or whatever. The fact is in our spiritual community, we have the verbal spoken word that we've always passed down. But the science, technology, engineering, math, and the heliosphere, now the heliosphere is like this uh, region that is influenced by the sun or the, uh, the plasma, the solar wind, and that's around the solar, the sun. And then the heliopause is the boundary of that, okay, the, the sphere region around the sun, and that's filled with solar magnetic fields and we're really concerned about the uh, plasma and uh, what we call solar flares, okay? So uh, the bubble of the heliosphere is inflated by plasma that, that comes from the sun, but they call that a solar wind, even though there really isn't any wind in space. <laughs> so we're going to get into uh, things that we hope you find and let us know because Ken actually did was into astronautics and working at NASA, and he used to have space equipment. So we may welcome some astronomers and, uh, of course, cosmologists. But we're also going to run up against all those helping those children in science, technology, engineering, and math. And now with the cyberspace community, we have our cyberspace culture. But, uh, Ken, you were called the Solar Ambassador, and I was called the Cosmos Ambassador. And so it was my job to work on all the universal levels, but I also was assigned that in space. Some people call it the 20 years and back. And my husband and I worked on it 20 years and back. And basically, he spent 20 years on the planet here and passed and went back to where he's from. So it works both ways. But he and I, we only had to give two. Now, on the planet, when I came in, I gave uh, 50 years to the U.S., uh, this this country where I was born, for those of you listening internationally. But uh, that's just on the paperwork. That's not from my soul level because I have many, many lifetimes. You know, uh, as we say, uh, every universe, you know, we're billions of years old. Now, some of the grays we worked with that came from the future of us, meaning in the now, past, present, future, and we worked and we used the 72 archetypes because of our uh, 33 and uh, 22 and our, our 23 and 23 from male and female chromosomes. But a lot of them that are us in the future can't uh, and do not um, procreate with us. Uh, and then there's some that are on the planet. Uh, how the Raelian, uh Claude, what was Claude's last name? I forgot already. I think it was Claude, but uh, Rael in his uh, UFO group, but he was called uh, extraterrestrial. He wears a star with the uh, famous occult 
like the thing that Hitler used in the middle of it. So his group was very controversial, but he said he worked with the Elohim, which are the Elohim gods like uh, the El, El gods. And there, we talk about them in Egypt as well. Richard probably knows much more about the El gods, but that's I worked with I work Elohim. With yeah, that's a, a name. Uh, there's 72 names of God in the Old New Testament sort of updates, but the Elohim is uh, for gods or deities, uh, and it's, there's other words in Hebrew that, other than the Elohim, but uh, the seven names and then the 72 names, but uh, God, if you're religious or believe in a God, uh, Elohim was one of the names in the Hebrew God, so it was Eloah, or Eloah, and I can't say it properly because I don't speak uh, Jewish or Hebrew. Uh, but Yahweh, when referring to Yahweh, Elohim. Now, some people say those are uh, Anaki, and some people do not. So you're going to hear pros and cons because everybody thinks oh, those from the heavens came because we had some people in uh, scribe it in Akkadian and the stone clay tablets. And uh, back in the day, all the languages talk about these gods. And then uh, now one of the things, the stories out of Egypt is that a certain person and I'm, uh, came from up there and erased all the faces, which some are going to be offended, but they say that was Moses. <laughs> So whether you you have to go do your own research on that one and go to Egypt, but a lot of the faces of the past gods were erased. So I'm I'm not going to that whole story. I'll tell you who's going into that is Billy Carson, and he is a man of color or black man that is on Gaia now, G-A-I-A, Gaia.com, and a lot of our people that talk these stories that got lots and lots of followers, hundreds of thousands. I have moved to GAIA, and when I went to be a speaker before my daughter died in 2018, I spoke about the Galaxy Federation, and I told them I know people don't believe in that. So you can see that, me speaking about that on YouTube, if you look up my name, Teresa J. Morris or T.J. Morris, E.T., or uh, just look, I have Teresa J. Thurmond Morris, but I've been out there for years, but not caring about numbers or anything, just making little videos. But uh, my other daughter that was there made the video of me talking and Gigi talking right off her phone. And I had no idea. Of course, I wasn't very phone literate, nor did I like phones. Uh, there's a whole reason for that, that these phones could do that. But now I'm on YouTube because uh, we use that so you could see my daughter talking about intrinsic realities. But we're learning here, and this uh, business that we're all in, each one of us uh, has our own interests and our own values. But because I'm building this cyberspace culture and everything costs money to get the word out, so we're not just talking to each other and it not going anywhere, is the people that listen to us and uh, come back. They mostly want to come on and be part of the show and get a psychic reading, to be honest with you. But uh, they really like to be part of the show, and that's fine. And we can do one question or do readings. And Marsha, that had the event where we met, or we spoke, now has the late show on here. So be sure and listen to her, Marsha Booster Haney. And 
I don't know if it's Monday or Thursday at night, but I'll find out psychic readings. All right, we've only got like 25 minutes left, but now let's do open source or open uh, it's supposed to, uh, round table. But Richard, we've got 25 minutes here, and I put on here alienology, the study of aliens, cosmology, study of the cosmos, epistemology, and that's the study of origin and the words and our history. And then we've got ufology, study of UFOs, and expansion of the multiverses. Quantum theories. Now, we didn't go much into the theories, but I know of at least uh, eight theories. But right now we're looking at this. Uh, we're working in the photons and the light, but they can only see so far. And so far out there in this reality, they can't see most of the UFOs or the ETs or uh, the extraterrestrials. That's why it's important that those that have come back as CE5 are death, life and death, are know of their past reincarnations and have built up trust in these other realities or in these other uh, universes are psychic mediums. So it just depends, folks. You'll have to use your own essence, your own uh, morals, integrity, uh, be skeptical of everything, and take what you can and leave the rest that doesn't serve you. And that's what we always say here. But the Ascension Age is really about raising awareness, conscious information, and uh, you know, we want you to help us, and Ken, if you can help us make a directory for all the military people that have some time. We're saying with Ken, the 60 to 135 crowd as uh, the seniors and all our veterans that want to help us with uh, recovering all our UFO files around the world. But Richard, your part and Marcy's part uh, you know, I'd like to put y'all in a direct right now, folks. Everything costs money, and we're going to have our own database. So we hope you'll come and help us. Uh, but we're going to be educational, literary, and church. So, uh, Richard, if you want to talk about what we're trying to do with Ken and Marcy and everybody else and just solving problems with how we can all work together for a platform, because everything's going up as they balkanize all the databases, and they are uh, splintering the Internet, folks, into, you know, we've, we've already got a China wall up with China, and Russia's doing the same thing. So we're separating by countries. We're not going to be able to talk to everybody. But right now we're working with the main three, like U.K., uh, India, Australia, USA, Canada, basically, uh, these five right now. And we're doing our best to go internationally, Richard, but you know how much time it takes. So, Richard, now talk about the forming of the platform here and, you know, how we can come together to save money as everything goes up. And we hope to help everybody, but uh, slow going, folks, because we've got really a lot of homeless and hungry in America. But each one of us right now on this show are all barely making it ourselves. And we see a lot of people with good jobs that are living in their cars in L.A. and Reno and everywhere. So let's talk a little bit about advancement and change and how we can help each other and see how we can help each other wherever we are and build up what we're doing, Richard. And I'm going to mute. So however you want to take it with Marcy and Ken, but at least we'll show up and hold space. So that's something. Go ahead, Richard. Well, we have a, a grand task in front of us, indeed. I mean, there's a, such an amalgamation of information. 
in regards to all kinds of different persons and all kinds of different experiences, all kinds of different specialties, and all of this kind of thing. And, I mean, the platform that we formed is American Communications Online, and that's the umbrella for 40 or 50 different organizations that in turn represents veterans. They represent uh, ufology, alienology. Uh, they represent uh, the healing groups. They represent uh, the consciousness groups. They represent um, all kinds of different facets. And it's really difficult to bring it all together under one platform simply because uh, the only unity that can be really had is the fact that we are attempting to join together to better not only each other but also ourselves along the way and this is kind of a a difficult process in cyberspace just as it is of course in regular reality Um, and the two basically go hand in hand to a large extent We have, of course, uh, marketing, which is done through radio. It's also done through YouTube. It's also done through Spreaker and a number of other platforms and so forth. And as a result of that, uh, we are forming directories, per se. And, of course, uh, I'm sure that uh, you're very familiar, Ken, with, you know, the directory of, of who's who in reference to, you know, the the astronautical uh, area of things. And, of course, uh, Marcy, you're becoming aware of the directory of, like, psychic mediums and channels and and energy workers and light workers and that kind of thing. And so we're trying to put together kind of a nexus, you could say, in a manner of speaking, so that we we have a conglomerate group that entails all kinds of different interests and all kinds of different specialties, yet at the same time, uh, we all are sharing in the fact being that we are all consciously aware that there's more to life than just the everyday material world. Ken, might you uh, speak on what you, what you would like to offer or, what you, or how, how involved you would like to become? Well, um, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I was just going to add something to what you're, you're saying. And one of the things that a lot of people might not know is that, uh, for instance, when there's somebody new comes on and I want to do a little checking in on theirs, there's a book on, that I use, and it's called Who's Who in Science and Engineering, since that's more my area, more than even though I, I have gone the, the religious side and, and become a minister as well. But um, uh, Who's Who in Science and Engineering, and I've got uh, it's a gigantic book, an eight and a half by 11 and about three inches thick nearly, or more than that. Um, what I'm looking at right now, 1904 to 1995, you can, that was the second edition when they came out. But that's one way you can go through and you can check people and find out what their um, their education is, what their objectives are. It's it's a very good little, you know, maybe a, a, a short couple of paragraphs of each person inside this book of just thousands of people. So, that, that's the only thing I can and offer right now. If, you, if you're interested and you want to find out who's who, then go check it out in, in the science and engineering, um, or there probably is another, just a, another branch that's not just science and engineering. So um, I'm available to uh, help because of my, uh, my training and background in engineering and space and science as, as well as uh, the religious side. You, you, if you really are involved, I, I think you've got to take into consideration everything you can, and uh, that's that's been a pleasure 
that I've had. And unfortunately, I really sincerely, and, and TJ, you can attest to this, I've been trying to, the, the forces some places have tried to take me out of the realm and, uh, you know, you get attacked and run run over by an automobile or this, that, and stuff like that, and, and you're still alive. You you start to realize maybe you have a duty or, or an opportunity, and you can try to to increase knowledge as well as um, faith, and that's that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm I'm growing in, in experience and knowledge and and working with some very fine people. So uh, I appreciate that. Uh, that I keep my this little small cell phone is not the way to communicate in this program. So if you keep hearing chimes, it's just simply because I'm holding this thing and it's it's I'll I'll get a little bit more technology. All right, thanks a lot. You did good, Ken, and we really appreciate your leadership, folks. He's spent a lot of time on the planet, and like you said, he's uh, I guess for all of us uh, in this group, something's tried to take us out or. In a car, I've had a truck accident, broke my neck and back, and recently had my brakes go out completely. It's a 1,300 brake job. It looked like somebody cut them, but they said it exploded. My, so things happen around, and you don't know if it's uh, meant or if it was somebody, you know, it's like the Bob Lazar story, which we could cover a little bit, because he worked for Naval Intelligence for six months, and he got on. Uh, his story is believable to me because of the things I've been through, and I went in and out of Las Vegas a lot. So, you know, we're going to help give you stories that you may or may not believe in, and, you know, all we can do is provide it to you and let you decide whether it works with you and what you resonate with. And uh, we're here just to tell you our experiences because as psychic mediums are uh ken is actually a metaphysic uh, has a master's in metaphysics and uh he can help teach certain things but we're working with him now in our uh golden years and uh as our retired veterans because of our neuroplasticity not only in our brains as seniors because we have to re-educate all our human humanoids our carbon-based units on the planet as a species to know that everything is repairable, not just your brain or your, your, your neural fibers, your entire human body. And with, if you can stick around and start using and be relevant and be inside cyber. You're fading away. Actually, she disappeared. <laughs> this is yeah. Ken. I disappeared? Yeah, you <laughs> faded away. Whoa. Well, that's what I... And you're fading away again. Oh, she just went blip and went gone. It's all a Kindly come back I'm to the radar to participate. <laughs> I'm on the good phone. Can you hear me now? Let me sit up. Oh, you think it has to be close to the window? <laughs> I live in a brick home. <laughs> yeah, it might help. Yeah, I don't. I, I live in a. I literally live in a brick home. I'm sitting on my couch, and I've got this Samsung, but I do need a new phone. I need to upgrade because we're on 5G here, and even if you've had divine guidance, doesn't necessarily mean that you get all the physical 
material stuff you need on the planet. And that's a whole nother show <laughs> for everybody. We're going to help everybody in the minimalistic level, but we definitely need to help everybody on the planet get the basics of food, clothing, shelter. And in the America, it's ridiculous how these people talk about how wonderful they are with all their corporation lobbyist money on the back. And I'm talking, yes, your leaders that are still in office, folks. How much money are they getting on the back end of what they do in politics? And I shouldn't be talking about that, but that's No, let's not reality. go there, please. Let's yeah, not go that there. Is, that is our reality. So what we're going to do is do our best to form a corporation that is nonprofit and work uh, as a fundraiser for us so we don't have to worry about taking any money from our government to do what we do. So right now, like Ken said, we should have a who's who if he's willing to help us with the list or maybe edit or put up some ideas with everybody else that wants to assist us. And Ken, I have UAP Associates as my blog that was recommended. That's about $100. And then uh, director at We lost her again? Yeah, we lost her again. Is somebody on my computer? It was my computer. All right, so Heliosphere and making a who's who was Ken's. Ken, can you remember Heliosphere, the vast bubble-like region of space? So you're (laughs) going to be our solar ambassador. And I will work on the higher universes because that's where the multi-universes with the quantum quantum theory and we have a lot of quantum science and working with the mind. In, uh, I guess, Ken, is, uh, if it's okay, Marcy, apparently Richard's appointed Marcy to help us. Marcy, how do you feel about helping us with the psychic directory for people that may want to be in it? Can we make a list? I'm fine. I have plenty of time now. Like, you know, my the state cut back more hours, so I'm technically only working eight hours a week. So, okay. And so it's, I'm good. I got a plenty of time now. All <laughs> right. Send you somewhere else. All right. Well, you may want to get with me on the uh, domains, and we've got a, uh, a pro board. I don't know if I'm going to keep it, but this is all stuff in the internet, folks, that you don't really have to know. But if you do have a business and you are an entrepreneur, and you would like to work with us, you can go on YouTube right now. Our you can join us. We have ACO Association. We have ACIR Radio. We have TJ Morris Radio. And we have a lot of YouTubes out there, including Psychic Channel Network. And uh, if you'll hit the, uh, the logo for Psychic Channel Network, hit it, and then it'll take you to the ones I'm making. Because they have a lot of them on YouTube that go out to the side when you look at it, at least on my end. And those aren't the ones, they put a lot of other psychic people, famous psychics, next to my logo. But that's not mine. So I figured out I have to hit it in the YouTube, and it'll take me to my channel. So it's Psychic Channel Network for me, Marcy, Richard, and Ken. And uh, I guess we'll divine who we are and how the cosmos works at various levels and different groups. But mostly what I've heard of here, Marcy and Ken and Richard, are those working on the ones that have been the authors of the books and the characters 
and the myths and legends that have been left on the planet. And then uh, Stuart Swerdlow, the Russian that's over in Michigan, I believe, because he's next to Marta Thomas of Chicago, Illinois, Stuart and Janet Swerdlow. Stuart Swerdlow teaches, but he brought up a lot of knowledge that some people like to track, and Lynn Caston, I think, cited him. So we like to be open source intelligence folks and cite who our uh, authors are. And so we have an authors club. If you've written a book like Marcy or me or Ken or, or Richard, and we can list you in your book. And hopefully after time goes, about a year from now, maybe your sales will increase. And in our club, we ask you to write a chapter a month at least one book a year to go and promote on our radio. So that's the least we ask is one book a year. Uh, most of our people do one every six months, especially during COVID-19. We've had a lot of our authors writing books because they have nothing better to do at home. Of course, I'm up here making domains and trying to do marketing for everybody. But if you'd like to work with us, uh, we're, we're going to have all our names on the same uh, we're doing 5D experience now, Marcy, so let me do five folks and then a small d, X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. So 5D experience we're building right now. For uh, It's got my gamer worlds, but uh, we've also got world science webinars for uh, online. We're going to teach classes but first, we got to get our train the trainers certified with Ken, me. Ken, you've got yours. I'll put it up in the certificate on this blog talk so people can see it. So, folks, if you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash TJMRCT radio and then go into this, this episode is Cosmos Disclosure Ascension Center Education. Spiritual Science Psychic Mediums. It's really long. But look for Cosmos Disclosure. And in the pictures, it rotates on a slide of about 10 to 13. They only offer so many. And I put a picture. I put uh, another girl up, but she passed her. She may have forgot or she did her show long. But uh, we got her picture up, Ken's picture, Richard's and mine. And I'll, I'll, uh, Marcy, I'll try to get in and put yours. But I did put your name, Marcy Kusich. So we're all pastors working together, and basically we're going to have our church organization, just like Unity Church or, or uh, Unitarian, any of the. But we're we're settling Ken on unconditional love and uh, do what is right, and uh, all things allowed by law covers it. So, uh, and we're we're just really a, a, a non-denominational gathering of people in the ascension age so uh we'll see if the paperwork comes back from florida so we're registered in florida we have a number and we will continue to build that uh, with everybody and our uh, veterans are going to help us in the ufo business and uh uap business and the only thing is there's so many groups out there already could collect videos and photos we'll just link them to our uap.associates all right, Richard, it's time to sign off. We've got five minutes if you want to rotate everybody. Uh, anything you want to say on y'all social media free, how to get in touch with you on Facebook, everybody. Go ahead, Richard. I'll mute. Yeah, well, you can all contact me, Richard Knights, uh, on Facebook. 
I have a profile where uh, it's the Archangel Michael holding a sword facing towards the ground. Uh, my regular picture is also amongst my photos. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, and it's Richard T. Knight on LinkedIn. And then, of course, I can be contacted direct by my initials R and then T and then the last name Knight, 35 at gmail.com. Marcy? Hi. Well, mine is MarcyCoffins2 at gmail.com. My tones are on, if anyone wants to listen to them, people have gotten addicted to them. They're on my YouTube channel under Marcy Cossage or Cosmic Cosmos. My book is on Amazon under Marcy Cossage. Anybody can link me, LinkedIn me or Facebook me. And Ken, I would love it if you and I could connect. You know, you could probably give a lot to a lot of the people that I'm on my Facebook so, um, yeah, many different ways to contact me. Ken, over okay. you. Yeah, I was going to jump right on in here. Um, I, the easiest way would be for me to give you my uh, the, the email address, and that would be um, Mars1, all spelled together, M-A-R-S-O-N-E, astronaut, A-S-T-R-O-N-A-U-T, at gmail.com. So, that is one way you can contact me direct and personally. And uh, I want to say that uh, one of the things I put out there was Ken's Moon, and it's um, it's been published. And the the subtitle is The Smoking Gun That Revealed the Dark Mission of NASA. And I got in a lot of trouble with <laughs> publishing some of the things that I knew and was involved in. And those who who speak Spanish only, that book uh, is is in um, in Spanish also. It's uh, La Luna de Ken. Uh, our, our, my objective, and I'm sure it's all the same, is that we just want to get the facts and the truth and, and work with people and, and help us all to, to be prepared to, to, grow, to grow with a little more wisdom. That would be better than, than just going haywire. And, and you know, we, we could get into a long discussion about how people mess up their lives. But anyway, so uh, check out Ken's Moon and um, – so if that doesn't help you, and then I'll, I'll work with uh, all of us on putting out our own who's who science, and and uh, you, you know, we'll come up with the right diet. TJ is, is, TJ is the, tr- the best one in that, so I'm going to leave it up to her. Well, Ken, we're doing spiritual science who's who, and in our spiritual science, we'll have uh, our veterans they want to work with our UAP group, and we'll have our psychic mediums, our all those in the uh, metaphysics that work with us in body, mind, spirit. We're doing a newsletter magazine once a month, and uh, we know that if we will focus on this, I'm doing my best to use ACO for Ascension Center Organization. I'm using it for Ascension uh I said that Ascension Center organization, Ascension Church Ohana, for those that want to be in a gathering, and our Ohana's for family out of Hawaii. But we also have our ACE Metaphysical Institute. Now we have ACE Folklife Society for those, like we started in the Appalachian and getting music and bluegrass and giving it to the International Bluegrass Music Association. And they've got mine, IBMA, that's their job. And then the Smithsonian does just about everything. <laughs> and some things they bury really deep. And then, of course, the Pentagon has a library that buries things deep. But we are about getting open source disclosure out there. So we're working 
to get everything we can that is uh, open to the public. And now, folks, go into the CIA, NSA, FBI. Look at all those things in the intelligence community. Look at all the things we have in America that is available open source. You'll be surprised how much you can find out about aliens, extraterrestrials, UFOs, UAPs, and uh, it's amazing now. Of course, sometimes you have to know the, the word, and even Stargate and Monroe Institute and remote viewers, and it all goes together. Plus, now our life after life, death and dying, or there is no death. And now, if you will, look up Project Blue Book on the Internet and then look for the movie, those people – did their best to read books or if there was any films available in uh, Hollywood for them to study the characters. And uh, it's really done a lot for us in the UFO business. And uh, as ufologists and uh, alienologists, the study of aliens. Now some, uh, we're going to get into a lot of different things and we will all help each other. Well, folks, it's all about networking now and being in cyberspace culture, finding people you want to trust, and work together, and uh, we vet, we sign, we put up, we check out our people with their bios and their photos, and make sure we're working with good people. So if you couldn't make it this time, and you want to be on a show, uh, let any of us know. And on social media, I am Teresa Morris, T H E R E S A M O R R I S on Facebook. I'm also T J Morris Agency, T J Morris Reporter. And we do have an ACO club set up and uh, TJ Marcy T Radio on Facebook. And I've got so many groups, including light workers and truth seekers. I've got Star Trek, Star Trekkers, and Star Warriors. If you want to be in those, and we are also have Fandom Wiki now. So anybody that wants to help me with Fandom for ACO, we have our ACO club. All right, and we have Ascension Age. We're literally writing the future here in space and our own fandom wiki for when we have our Cosmos Expo together. Our Ascension Age will have their own annual meeting with all the people, the vendors, the booksellers, the crystal sellers, tarot readers, and speakers, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But here in 21, get ready for our Who's Who book. So, Ken, we'll try to start that. Me and Marcy will try to get with you and uh, start getting some people here and uh, working together. So, thank you, Richard. So, it's Pastor Richard T. Knight and Pastor Ralph Kennedy Johnson Sr., Pastor Kosich, which is M-A-R-C-I-K-O-S-I-C-H. Is that true, Marcy?
Ken, if you and Marcy and Richard want to do this again Wednesday, I guess Wednesday we can do more readings. But that's usually what people want is us to do questions and answers and helping them sort out their lives. But, folks, we're life coaches and we're business consultants and entrepreneurs as well as pastors on Sunday. So we will help you with your life to get you from point A to point B. And right now we're working on who's who. Love and light, everybody. I guess we're going to get out of here. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you Wednesday, if that's okay with everybody. Thank you. Good show, everybody. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank fantastic. you, everybody. Glad I got to come on Sunday. Bye. Me too, Marcy. I hope you can come Wednesday. Thank I'll you, Ken. I'll come Wednesday. I got enough stuff to do. Okay. Thank you, Richard.